Welcome, folks, to the day that is either going to feel like Christmas morning or the most anxiety-ridden day of your life. There's no in-between. It is the NHL trade deadline, and we're counting down to 3 p.m. with all the things you need to know, including what is going to happen with Philip Forsberg, the big talk around the NHL as he becomes the Preds' all-time goal-scoring record. Uh, plus, yeah, Preds beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in a fun game. What does that mean for the playoff push and the trade deadline? We are going to read way too much into everything, including post-game celebrations today on Locked on Predators. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. As always, I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who, like me, is probably running on very limited sleep and no time for naps during the day today. Yes, my Twitter thumb is going to be very sore from scrolling. Uh, I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Depending on the word fun. Yes, it could be air quote fun. It could be air quote fun. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts uh and and i think we should also throw a disclaimer out there um so due to scheduling and the fact that we wanted this episode out as early as possible for your monday morning we are recording this the night before Uh, there's anything that happens in the twilight uh we don't know about it yet but we are going to have later today, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, here on the Locked On Predators YouTube channel, a live trade deadline reaction show. So if something did happen in the wee hours of the night, we are going to break it down right then and there. Uh, so for all we know, uh, we will publish this and then like, 15 minutes before we'll get that tweet. Right. Like, by the way, Philip Forsberg, $12 million a year deal. <laughs> that's all. Maybe happening. not that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's start by talking about our dear friend, Prince Philip. Let's a talk about it. Eventful weekend for him. Of course, he scored the game winning goal as the Predators beat the Toronto Maple Leafs at Bridgestone Arena. That was his 33rd of the season, but more importantly, his 220. 11th as a Nashville Predator in his entire NHL career. He is now the Predators' all-time leading goal scorer. Um, We saw after the game he was the number one star. Big ovation when the goal was scored. Big celebration from Forsberg. Um, And as fans noticed, you know, because there was, you know, like audibly a lot of support for Forsberg during the game. Um, When Forsberg was the number one star, he came out and then tapped the jersey, like tapped the Predators logo as he was kind of doing a victory lap in front of the fans. Um, Let's read way too much into that, Anne. Why don't you start? Well, I'm here for reading way too much into things. And at this point, because nothing's gotten done, I think that's what we're left with. 
I think it's evident, and I think they've put out the statement that Philip Forsberg wants to stay here in Nashville. Uh, David Poyle wants to sign Philip Forsberg. The number, uh, the dollar amount is allegedly the sticking point. At this point, I think it's obvious that Philip Forsberg wants to get it done. Well, I say that. Maybe Philip Forsberg wants to dip his toes into free agency and see what else he can get. So maybe not. But it seemed like, you know, it seemed like from that gesture, he is indicating that he wants to be a Nashville predator for the long haul. And I think it was very obvious from the response in Bridgestone Arena. Nashville Predators fans feel the same way. They want to get something done. And I, you know, everybody would feel better if it got done before the trade deadline. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I'm with you. I saw some people on Twitter saying uh, that maybe the tap on the the crest was maybe a, just in case this is my last game. I don't want to oh, let gosh. you know. I don't think that's it. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think he's done. And I I don't know if I'm going to say for sure I think he'll be back. But here's the thing, because everybody, of course, is comparing this to Ryan Suter back in 2012 um, and kind of the missed opportunity for Poyle to sell Suter while he had a chance. But here's the difference with that. With Ryan Suter, uh, the story all season long, as you know, as I can remember in you know trade deadline news, media, whatever, was just where – Ryan Suter is was going to play next season. Like it was a question mark. Was he going to play? There's rumors he was linked to Detroit because Lindstrom was retiring. Uh, there's rumors of the Rangers. So there was like all these big clubs that were like linked to Ryan Suter throughout the season. And combine that with what we kind of found out after the fact um, about um, you know him and Shea Weber kind of unwilling to commit without knowing what the other one was doing. That kind of made me think that it was Ryan Suter didn't really want to commit to the team and the direction. Mm -hmm. He was wary about, you know, the future of the Preds, wary about coming back. With Philip Forsberg, I don't get that sense. Um, I would agree. Me with fan goggles on a little bit. But from everything I've heard from Philip Forsberg, combined with all the rumors that we've had come out from pundits um, and really from Forsberg himself, it seems like he wants to commit to Nashville. Um, He is willing to go all in if the dollar amount is right. Right. And I think Matt Duchesne, you know, Matt Duchesne has kind of – kind of jumped into the conversation just very briefly and said he would be shocked if Philip Forsberg wasn't back. And I think that speaks to what you're saying. Philip Forsberg is bought into this team. This isn't a, maybe I don't want to be a Nashville predator. I really do think the sticking point is the nuts and bolts of the contract. It's not a question of, does he want to be a Nashville predator? Does he want to stay here? It's a nuts and bolts kind of question. And I think that's what the hangup is. I don't think it's the same as the Ryan Suter scenario. Uh, Now, if you are David Poyle, you're of course faced with the fact that if you don't sign Philip Forsberg at the end and he does decide to go somewhere else, you have just lost a great bargaining chip. What, you know, if you're David Poyle, what are you doing about that? 
Well, considering what everybody else has been able to get uh, the <laughs> here over the past little bit. Um, but, you know, it, it's almost I, I can't think of a return. And I am including right. like three first round draft picks that would be worth losing Forsberg this season. Yes. Um, but that's just me. And it's kind of funny that every rumor that seems to have come out about it over the past, like. 72 hours or whatnot has been either one extreme or the other. It's either Philip Forsberg, um, you know, they're, they're still talking money, but they're both committed to staying. It's just a matter of time or trade net or like negotiations are going awful. Poyle's now mm-hmm. looking at trade, um, you know, it's a fire sale in Nashville. So it's like, wait, we can never just get like a happy medium. Uh, no. Yeah, like Darren, like Darren Drager said, there's been very little progress, um, but have talked to teams vaguely inquiring about trade interest. Um, he also added that they he added that the Preds are probably not going to trade Forsberg. Um, and then David Pagnotta at the fourth period said, uh, you know, right now it's just a money gap, but he uh, thinks that the, they're going to be able to kind of hit that marker. And he said that both the Preds and Forsberg uh, are prefer to stay here. Like prefer yes. to say, like it's not like a we're gonna test the market or whatever. It's he prefers to be in Nashville. So very, uh, I guess, dueling rumors out there. Um, so I guess the best way to sum it up, Anne, is we have no idea what the hell is going on. Nobody has any idea except for Philip Forsberg's people and David Poyle and his people. And the rest of us are waiting to see what happens between those two people. Yeah. Uh, that includes us because yeah, it would suck if Philip Forsberg left Nashville, especially in the middle of this season, because as we're about to talk about in a little bit, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs game was once mm-hmm. again, living proof that the predators can do some damage this postseason and i really mean that and i truly think that uh we want to talk about that in a little bit but first want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at athletic greens uh i started taking athletic greens because they sent me a box i was very very skeptical about it i'm not a big on like weird green powders or um any kind of you know magic health thing um i'm very skeptical of that but I've been taking it for about two weeks now. And let me tell you, I can tell the difference. Uh, first off, it tastes great, you know, which is very weird when you look at it, you would think there's no way this green powder could taste great, but it actually is delicious, has like a little hint of vanilla in it. It tastes kind of like a tropical smoothie a little bit. Like it is not painful to drink at all. I've proudly made it part of my morning routine. They have 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotic and adaptogens to help me start my day right. Uh, this special blend of ingredients supports my gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, my energy, my recovery, focus, and aging, pretty much everything. Um, I notice it during the day. Like I can stay up longer at night because I don't feel that three o'clock, four o'clock crash that I used to. Um, I'm not bloated anymore. I have plenty of energy throughout the day, a lot sharper when I do day dog 
day job stuff in the morning. Um, so yeah, this is definitely something that I recommend. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. All you need is one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah. Uh, good weekend for the Preds other than Phil mm -hmm. also getting uh, his record setting goal. Roman Yossi is now on pace for 100 points this season, which is not something we have seen wow. from a defenseman since I believe 1991 was the last time this happened. And uh, the Preds won a very entertaining six to three game over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and what's your big takeaway from kind of all the on ice and off ice stuff from this past weekend for the Preds? For me, the biggest takeaway is how important this bounce back win was. You know, the Predators had a really rough game in a number of areas against the Philadelphia Flyers. We've seen this team earlier in the season have those kind of games like the Flyers game where just they were not clicking, they weren't executing, things were off. And earlier in the season, it would take two or three or four games to sort of right the ship. And I feel like this was an important bounce back win because this team was able to reset after one bad game and not go through that two or three game slump to get back to the identity hockey. And I think this is exactly where you need to be and you need to be able to bounce back like this when you're getting close to the playoffs and you're in a playoff scenario. You don't have two or three games to reset. And so... I feel like the big takeaway for me from this game is this team is maturing. This team is more familiar with what they want to do. Their kind of their identity muscle memory is sharper now than it was earlier in the season, which is going to be key coming down the stretch for this team. I agree. Like, I think this is one of those things where it's, you have to get back on track and, you know, look, Toronto, over the past couple of weeks has kind of been playing bad hockey. Um, you know, their, their goaltending issues are coming up, which is probably one of the reasons that they're going to be significant buyers, I think at this deadline, but whenever you can beat a team at home a, over a team like Toronto, one of the staples of the NHL, a team that is getting a lot of buzz has one of the best pure goal scores in the NHL right now. Um, and you play, it was, you know, sloppy at parts. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Uh, like there's certainly a couple of things that you negative stuff that you can take away from this game. But anytime that you are able to play that well over a very strong NHL team um, and get two points at home, that's got to be a win, especially this late in the season. Um, because every game is going to feel like a Toronto from here on out. You know, you're playing against the big boys and – I think the mental focus for the Preds has been there over the past little bit with maybe the exception of a couple lapses like the Flyers game. Um, right. But even the Flyers game, in that third period, you saw them kind of fight back 
and get focused and really zero in like towards in, especially in that last period. And it was just like the last five minutes, the two minute laps where it just kind of caved in on them. Um, but you know, the, the signs for the predators are there. Like I certainly think that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I still, every time I see a game, like I saw against the Maple Leafs, I think, why can't this team make damage yes. in the postseason? Like, why, yes. why is it such a foregone conclusion that they're going to crash and burn the first round? I think when they're clicking on all cylinders, this is one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL. They proved that earlier in this year. And uh, I think they're slowly starting to get to back to a pay place where it's going to be another statement entering the playoffs. We talked about after the Flyers game, we were kind of um, ruminating on the question, how do you have Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg performing as well as they are? Roman Yossi, absolutely off the charts games. Yeah. Uh, UC Saros, solid in it. How do you have these things and not win games? And I think when you watch the Toronto Maple Leafs, you take that same information and you say, this, you know, how is this team a team that's going to go out in the first round of the playoffs? When you look at what they can do when they are dialed in, when they are focused, when they are executing well, this is a team that could surprise a lot of teams uh, in the playoffs when they're playing their best hockey. This is a, you, you watch the Toronto game and I come away and I think, why not? Yeah. Why not the Nashville Predators deep into the playoffs when they're executing this well? Why not? If they can stay healthy, there are a few areas where I wish that they would maybe do some things uh, before three o'clock on Monday. But, you know, whether they do or not, what they had on the ice last night, I felt like that's a playoff. Um, that's a playoff looking team. Yeah, we're going to talk about in just a second, because uh, I want to get your mind, like, what do you think the Preds are going to do? That's going to mm -hmm. be a thing to talk about. Um, Roman Yossi. Yes. This man is now tied for seventh in the NHL in points right now. Um, only 15 back of Connor McDavid for the lead. He is a defenseman, the only defenseman in the top 15 scoring in the entire NHL right now. He is absolutely crushing every competition. Um, I know all the odds and the trophy trackers have him kind of third almost on average right now. Mm -hmm. I would have to say when the next batch comes out, it is getting harder and harder as the season goes on not to put Roman Yossi as the Norris Trophy winner. Um, yeah, it's going to be the case by the end of the year, because look, you know, if he's in the middle of the pack with Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Victor Hedman, like that, that's certainly fine. Um, Aaron Ackblad, I know was, you know, kind of a trendy pick for a while. He unfortunately looks like he's done for the rest of the year, um, or at least the rest of the regular season. So you would think that takes him kind of out of the running for that. Um, but if it was in the middle of the pack, fine, but you look at what he's done. Uh, that's his fourth consecutive game of at least three points. Um, he is on pace to be the first defenseman in almost three decades to hit 100 points on the season. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have to see if he can keep up that pace. That is a very strong pace. He's got to have 25 points in his last uh, however many games the Preds left. But yeah, he's got to have 20 five points from here to the end of the year, which is certainly possible. 
Um, and the more importantly, the Preds are winning. Like, take the uh, Flyers game out of the equation. The Preds are finally kind of hitting their stride again, uh, putting some pressure on some of the teams ahead of them in the Central right now. And, yeah, I mean, this is it's going to get really hard to overlook Yossi's resume when voters start to vote. No, I agree 100%. I think, and we've talked about it before, is this small market? Is this because Nashville kind of has, has stopped and started? I don't think Nashville really has had very many national eyes on this team. And when they did, then they kind of hit a slump. Uh, and so that sort of dissipates any interest in following the Nashville Predators on sort of a national level. But I think when you look at Roman Yossi's numbers, and also when you just look even at the on-ice performance that doesn't necessarily register on a score sheet or with statistics, you're looking at one of the best players in the NHL. And to have him, I believe he's tied with Ovechkin for goals right now, to have him... Um, or points to have him there and not acknowledge the fact that not only is he outstanding defensively, but look at what he's contributing offensively. I don't know quite how anybody ignores it. I agree with you. I think the next time this kind of conversation comes out and they do sort of a straw poll, I think you're going to see some movement for Roman Yossi because you really can't ignore what he is doing. Do you think if he keeps playing at the pace he's at now, he should enter the heart conversation? Not just yes. the horse, the heart. Yes. Yeah. I, I really do. The only thing that I think would work against him is that there are so many other, there's a handful of other Nashville predators who are also having record breaking seasons who are also performing really, really well. And so I wonder if that might affect somebody's perception. But I think he has to be a part of that conversation as well as, you know, continuing to play the way he is. I don't see how he wouldn't be a part of the heart conversation. What do you think? I mean, he's the centerpiece of this team, isn't he? Like as good as Philip Forsberg has been this year, as good as Matt Duchesne's redemption has been. You have all this great talent up and down the lineup. Um, Yossi's really been the linchpin. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw in this couple of games where he missed earlier how the it just didn't seem to have the same pop. You know, the, the Preds seem to have lost a little bit of their luster in that time. And just how good the Preds are, how dangerous the Preds look on both ends of the ice when he is one of the five skaters on there is very, very telling. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yes. absolutely has a case to make for that. Um, it's going to depend on how he finishes the season and more importantly, how the Preds finish Agreed. the um, and it almost is like, you know, a Taylor Hall situation from a couple of years ago where it's like, okay, this team is doing so well and he is having this wild against all odds kind of campaign. It is getting really hard to try to maybe downgrade it. And I think the other thing is there's just not one person kind of having like a runaway MVP type season other Correct. than Jonathan Huberto. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of putting uh, Igor Shosturkin in mm-hmm. the, uh, the Hart Trophy conversation. It's an interesting conversation to have, but Roman Yossi, I think by the time it's all said and done, should be at least in the top five for Hart voting. And yes. should, it should be the Norris winner. 
I would agree with that. He has really, you know, at the end of this season, the way that he has played, I think if he continues to play this way, I it's the visual of Roman Yossi looking flawless, carrying this team on his back through the playoffs. And, you know, I, I think he needs to be and deserves to be rewarded for that. Yeah. Uh, still have to talk about Philip Myers. Yes. And uh, predictions for the NHL treadline coming up in just a second. Yeah. First, we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporty sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, it looks like for the time being, the Nashville Predators have said goodbye to Phil Myers, uh, one of the two pieces the Preds got from the Flyers in the Ryan Ellis deal. Uh, he has been put on waivers, and uh, as we just saw not too long ago from Frank Saravelli, uh, he has gone unclaimed, so he'll presumably wind up with the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame that the Predators yeah. really couldn't find um, value in him because I do think the past couple of years in Philadelphia, he played um, fairly well. I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting maybe this to kind of be a year where, you know, I, I know there weren't a lot of people that maybe had him pegged as, you know, a top four guy. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. maybe as like a solid top four fill-in guy, more somebody who can kind of really ground uh, your bottom six, kind of be that reliable guy. Um, and he just couldn't do that this year. And uh, yeah. it's, it is a shame. Cause he had a lot of promise and by all accounts seemed like a really good guy. Um, it's just, you know, he wasn't cutting it when he was on the ice for Nashville. Um, and combine that with the fact that Matt Benning and Mark Vorbietsky are each having really strong years. Um, yeah. I mean, Preds seem like that's going to be the direction they go at the trade deadline is maybe finding a bottom pair guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I feel for Phil Myers, it's definitely going from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat as he scored his first goal of the season against the Flyers and then is put on waivers. But I think it's a smart move for the Nashville Predators. I'm, I would agree with you. I don't think that he was ready to step into that role, especially with Borough and Benning playing as well as they were. But Going to Milwaukee, spending some more time, there were definitely specific things that John Hines said that he wanted to see develop in Phil Meyer's game. And I think giving him a chance to maybe develop that in Milwaukee in such a great uh, development program there. It's not a bad thing. I'm certain it's not what Phil Myers wanted, but I don't see how the Predators do anything different. And I do feel like this is an indication that they're very serious about figuring out that third defensive pairing. When Boro and Benning are healthy, I think that's 
great. But I, you know, they're not right now. And I think you don't want to head into the playoffs, not having some sort of uh, confidence in your seventh or eighth guy who's coming in. I did feel like on Saturday that um, Davies and Tennyson played pretty well. And, and I wonder if that was, you know, there's a part of me, the conspiracy theorist in me is wondering, is this a test for David Poyle to say, do I need to go out and get a defenseman or can we bring up defensemen from Milwaukee yeah. um, and, and get through, you know, and get through the playoffs if, you know, something were to happen to Boro and Benning. So I'm wondering about that, but I thought that they performed pretty well. I think better than what we've seen from other third pairings that have stepped in. So, you know, hate it for Phil Myers, but I think it definitely shows that Nashville acknowledges that there's some work that could be done in that specific area of the lineup. Yeah, the Tennyson and Davies debut had that vibe of like the mom who's driving her children past the McDonald's. And they're, all like, <laughs> they're all like, can we stop for McDonald's? And then it's David Poyle in the front seat. It's like, no, we have McDonald's at home. <laughs> we have Jeremy Davies and Matt Tennyson that are perfectly right. fine waiting in the Milwaukee fridge somewhere. Right. That kind of felt like, yeah, this is going to be like the, well, we only need them until Matt Benning and Mark Borvietsky are mm-hmm. healthy. Let's just see if they can kind of patch the gap because I'm sure David Poyle um, probably doesn't want to use a lot of futures to get people in at the deadline if mm-hmm. he even brings anybody in um he is he said on 1025 the game last week where he doesn't envision the preds being huge buyers um that can maybe be maybe a misdirection to to kind of cheapen some teams asking prices or it could just be that he really has confidence in this team that kind of yeah, and that kind of brings me to the big question, Anne, is what do you think we're going to see from the Nashville Predators today? They have been linked in rumors to defensemen. Mm-hmm. While we're on that note, um, a couple of guys uh, specifically named were Calvin DeHaan from the Blackhawks and uh, Justin Braun from Philadelphia. Those were a couple of people named, um, although we know there's a lot of other teams looking on them. So what do you think happens to the Preds today? And what do you think is ultimately the deciding factor is to do or do they not, I guess, go for it and bring some pieces in? This is really tricky because when we started this season, if you remember, this was competitive rebuild season. And when you look at it through that lens, it would make sense that David Poyle's not going to throw everything, you know, in the kitchen sink to try to make a run for it because this is, you know, this team is structured to be a competitive rebuild, you know, team for this season. But the play, when you look at how Nashville's playing, you can see this is also a team that could make a run. And so I think David Poyle really is in kind of, this um you you've got to either believe all in on this team or you need to just sit back and and see um what what you have can do and and i think 
that's probably more likely what David Poyle is going to do. I don't expect that he is going to be, I don't think you're going to see a lot of big moves for Nashville. I think Philip Forsberg is the most important piece for this team that's kind of up in the air. I wouldn't mind seeing a defenseman. That for me was an important thing for the Predators to look at. But I feel like with Davies and Tennyson, and perhaps the time frame for Borough and Benning returning is favorable in David Poyle's eyes. He might skip that. I wouldn't mind, and we've talked about this, I wouldn't mind seeing them go in for maybe a second line scorer. There's somebody in particular you want to name drop right now. Just go I ahead and do it. Do just go get Phil Kessel. Dang. Go I love Phil how Kessel. I have in, I have forever instilled the Phil Kessel to Nashville movement in Ann Kimmel's head right now. A hundred percent. You know what? And I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have done it, but you said it. And then I went down the rabbit hole and I thought this is somebody who I would love to see playing on a line with Ellie Tolvanen. Um, so you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them do that. I just don't expect they're going to make a lot of moves. Where is your sense of what we're going to see on Monday? My heart kind of says that I want to see some sort of excitement from Nashville. I want to see Phil Castle brought in. Come uh, on. I am claiming that as my idea. You just kind of it. was it. 100% your idea. I am yeah. Total Kessel bandwagon, but I am here for it. I would love to see something like that and like another solid defenseman who can be in the top six. That's what my heart says. My head says I think it's going to be very minimal from the Nashville Predators. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you right now they're not trading Philip Forsberg. I, I think that's yeah. something you can quote me on it. Uh, send it to old takes exposed. If, if I'm, <laughs> I don't care, um, I would bet pretty much everything I have that Forsberg's not going to get moved at the deadline. Um, but that being said, I think it's going to wind up being kind of uneventful. I think it's going to be mm -hmm. like, you know, years pass with like uh Branson and uh, Corbinian Holzer. Right. Uh, yeah, remember Corbinian Holzer? Of who doesn't? That was a name. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be like that where they just kind of get a spare defenseman to kind of have just in case. Uh, mm -hmm. I can maybe see them going after a bottom six guy just because um, Michael McCarron is playing fantastic hockey right yes. now. And I think he is certainly earning the spot he's in. But for some reason, uh, somebody else gets hurt or, or he's, you know, falling back to earth or whatever, maybe one more guy is probably you can get with a fifth, sixth round pick just to kind of have just in case. I think that's going to kind of be the theme is there's going to be a lot of just in case moves mm -hmm. um, where it's not necessarily going to be big franchise shaking moves that make headlines. Uh, but it's somebody that David Poyle can kind of stash away um, and ultimately help them with a cup run should they need them. I agree. I, I don't think we're going to see a flurry of big moves. I think there's going to be some insurance looks, like you've said, just in case uh, pickups. I And, you know, let's fingers crossed. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we had a Philip Forsberg re-signing announcement as well? But, yes. you know, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. Maybe that's the three o'clock announcement. Come on, here maybe, for it. Maybe David Poyle just bust open the curtain. 
Forsberg's contract, and he's just like showing it off, like he's Vanna White turning over a bowel and Wheel of Fortune. I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, so bear with us because there is going to be a lot of stuff to break down. Again, three o'clock Eastern today, two o'clock Central, right after the NHL deadline comes and goes. We are going to be live on YouTube with the Locked On Predators podcast, a live trade deadline reaction show. Uh, we're going to be breaking over the trades, what teams did, didn't do, who are some surprises looking ahead, a lot to cover. Uh, so be sure you tune in later today for that. Uh, until then, Anne, where can the people find you online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at K underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Be sure to follow the show also on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps other Preds fans find our podcast faster. Let us know what you want to see in a future episode as well, what topics you want us to discuss. That is going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back later this afternoon for live trade deadline coverage. Take care.